welcome to the Upper Left Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Anderson. Today on the show, we're joined by Naveen Hediarachi, the Director of Health, Wellness, and Performance for the Washington Wizards. Naveen has spent over 20 years coaching in professional sports, including the NFL, the WNBA, and the NBA, and he has a wealth of knowledge from a variety of sources, including PRI, athletic training, strength and conditioning, massage therapy, and extensive knowledge and impact in terms of nutrition, sleep, mindfulness, and movement. Naveen's holistic approach is one that I really appreciate, and I'm so thrilled to be able to bring him on from the bubble in Orlando to talk about a variety of things, including finding happiness through mindfulness and uh, gratitude, sleep quality and sleep patterns, and how you can individualize uh, your sleep prescriptions for people, breathing and proper movement uh, along the health performance continuum for elite athletes, and many other things that we touched on in this podcast. I was super grateful to talk to someone like Naveen, whose positive mindset really radiates through, you can tell, in everything he's talking about and the stories that he tells on the podcast. Um, He also has his own podcast, which he just started, Nine to Thrive, which kind of can put you further down the rabbit hole of gratitude that Naveen Uh, just puts on display here during this podcast. And I was really, really, it was just a time for me where I feel like I needed to hear what Naveen had to say and the mindset with which he brought it. Um, And I think we can all learn something from just the positivity that just radiates from him at all times. You know, uh, for me personally, uh, my mission, as a lot of you know, has been uh, to make professional sports uh, my livelihood, Uh, not playing, obviously, but coaching in them. And uh, for a long time, I visualized and you know told myself that you're going to be a strength coach in professional sports. I kind of say that before I wake up, before I go to bed. Um, and in reflecting after he, listening to Naveen, it, was, it, it, it dawned on me that I wanted to be more than just a strength and conditioning coach, a performance coach at that level. I want to be the most joyful uh, coach at that level. Um, and I think that just has a tremendous impact upon what it is you're doing, um, you know, because you're dealing and interacting with people at all times. And you can tell that that's something Naveen uh, has done for himself. He's truly one of the most joyful people uh, that I've met and certainly maybe the most joyful that I've had on this podcast, which is saying something because I brought on a lot of good people. So enough of me rambling. Let's get into the good stuff. This is Naveen here on the Upper Left Performance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Naveen, thank you so much for coming in and joining the podcast today. Um, Obviously, uh, Took a little while to get you to get you uh, get you on the show just because of all the stuff going on with the, you know just the the nature of the beast right now with the coronavirus and everything. But really appreciate you taking the time. And I, I was curious. You, you mentioned it a little bit right before we started talking. How's the uh, how's the bubble life treating you right now? Jack, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's a thrill. I see your podcast and you're having some amazing guests. So <laughs> thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to having me. Thank you. Um, Bubble is amazing. It's a very magical, very Disney um, experience that no, none of us has gone through, you know? So every day is like looking forward to the magic that's about to happen. We don't really, nothing in, nothing is set in stone yet. Well, I think today is like the fourth day or third day of practice. So we are kind of getting used to the routines, the time of the testing to the time of the food to the bus time so it's a great great feeling great feeling like almost like you had freshman year college just so excited <laughs> super excited 
Well, so this is interesting to me because everything, you know, I, I helped the Nets out last year uh, during summer league. And it was, you know, remarkable to me how like structured everything is. And everybody kind of like everybody's done summer league so many times on the, you know, the staff side of things. So everything's just boom, 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 business as usual. And what you just said is so interesting to me. Like you guys are kind of like, this is all new. Like who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going on day to day? Like you're kind of, I'm sure, like on your toes in, a, in an exciting way right now. Very much. Even this morning, uh, we uh, threw some footballs with coaches, like uh, at our workout. You know, we were just kind of working out because we had a little bit of um, a later practice, and we were like looking for some greenery. Like you know what I mean? Like we don't even know where the where the structure, the building is. You know, so we were like walking around. So that's like that just tells you we are literally trying to learn the orientation of the building. That's awesome, man. So. Um... I am curious. So just give me a little, I know some about you just, you know, in a few talks we've had listening, I actually listened to a couple of your episodes of your pod this morning. Um, really, really good. I really enjoy it. And I can't help but notice, man, like you're just so upbeat and positive. And I think especially now we need that more than ever. Um, you know, I myself, it's been kind of an interesting year with some of the things I wanted to do that just haven't worked out yet for, you know, reasons out of my control. And I was just wondering, like your mindset and your background, how did that kind of like how are they? How are they working together to kind of put you in a position where you're like just being an actual like real light for people in the world right now? Um, to be honest with you, um, kind of like what we talked about before. You know, when I was uh, when I was uh, ten years old until uh, fourteen years old, um, my goal was to come to America, and so every night I would visualize myself getting in a suitcase and getting in an airplane uh, baggage. Like that's my dream. So now, like I tell, I was talking to our head coach um, coming here on the flight and I was saying, Coach Brooks, like I get to literally be in America, go to Disney World, Disney World, like, oh my God, be magical, create magic. On, on top of that, they're paying me, they're putting me in a hotel, they're feeding me and I get to do my passion of helping people feel good mentally and physically. Jack, it's just, it's just very much, um, universe is amazing. You know, I'm so amazingly blessed. My cup is full. It's overflowing with joy. I just keep giving it out, keep giving it out, you know? That's incredible. Now, what, I'm sure there's been, uh, I didn't expect to go this route, but I'm kind of curious. Um, now, what, you know, obviously we all have our days or our times where things are, can be rough, and I'm sure, you know, you have them as, as much as anyone you mentioned visualization before and that's something I've like, I never really used before until the past year. And it's really made a big difference for me and, and like help things be a little bit more consistently positive. Um, you, you know, how much of that are you still using? What are some other things you're using to kind of like just maintain this, the status where your cup's just always running over? Um, great question. I'm going to actually throw you a really gold nugget. Um, so on this weekend I had a Facebook with Philippines, they had like 4 million people following. And one of the prep questions was um, some of the advice for young kids. And um, so I wrote all my answers and Coach Brooks, I went to him and I said, hey coach, um, what do you think about it? And he saw that my, one of my things is more like mindfulness, visualizing, like free throws, visualize it. So Coach Brooks, I told, he told me this story and he told me I could share with this. So that's why I'm sharing it. Um, he told me that when he was in high school, every night he would lay on the bed with a ball and he would just visualize passing, visualize shooting, 
visualize where the guys are open. And I'm like, coach, coach, how long would you do this for? He said, you know what? I don't know. Some days it might be four minutes. I'm ready to go. Some days it might be 40 minutes. He said he did every night. He said definitely the night before the games. So that's very high level. This guy played in the NBA. This guy got a ring, a head coach, an incredible human being. So now bringing back to my life, um, I think everything is manifested in between our ears. Uh, our best medicine is between our ears. We have all the tools in, in us and that's inside our head. So Jack, like literally as I have grown more and more and more, I really use this mind as the most powerful tool to stay healthy from COVID, to stay at peace from news, to stay above the water, and to answer your question, not to let anything get on, get down. Like literally, no one could penetrate this bubble because of like, I think I have, I have grown like years. Like, you know, you said all of us have bad days, all of us have stuff that brings us down. I think every year I have evolved. I think, I think even COVID, um, people ask me, hey, why did you study? I had a conversation with um, uh, another amazing human being uh, from Portland Trailblazers yesterday, Ben. And Ben was like, hey, what did you learn? I said, Ben, my, my COVID study was subconscious reprogramming. You know, 99% um, of the day we are walking around subconsciously. But now if you sit down and meditate, we could reprogram that unconscious mind the way that we want, the way that I see it, you know? Every time I see somebody, I see them as a, a beautiful flower, you know? So everybody's so beautiful to me. I want to go and talk to them, hug them. Um, so that's, that's my answer for you. I know I've been all over the place, but that's my answer. No, that's, that's awesome. So let's say you're someone I've, I've used a little bit of this over the last year. Like it's been a year of like a lot of growth for me in a lot of ways. So it's really cool to hear you kind of say some of the stuff that I've used. Um, let's say you're someone like starting out, like you have a baseline of zero, you're not a happy person or something like that. Um, and I'm sure we run into these people all the time, especially right now. And, um, What's maybe like a way to like start easing them into this? Because it's one of those things I've noticed that like if you're not like I, I might have some answers and you might have some answers, but if the person's not ready, yeah. they're not going to listen. So like, what's like an easy entry point for someone like in a situation like that? Um, I think the easiest entry point, at least in the people that I come across in my world, is just being gratitude, being grateful. So um, I ask my players when I tape the ankle, hey. Tell me three things that you're grateful for. We are walking to the bus. I'm like, hey, tell me what you're grateful for today. Just give me one thing. And they know that you can't be the same answer every day. You know, every day has got to be different. So I make a point, go there and say, hey, wow, nice pair of shoes. Like, let's be grateful for this pair of shoes, this shirt. We get to play basketball. We get to have free food. I think, I think when you're grateful, like, you're like, wow, I am... I am better than 99.999% of the people in this world. So I can't have a bad day, you know? I think that's maybe how I approach that. So, so you've been in pro sports for a lo over 20 years, right? Yeah, I um, graduated college 2000, uh, two years of Redskins, and 17 years in the NBA. Okay, so obviously you're dealing with a, you know, an elite population and, and just many different um, 
you know, egos and mindsets and, and all that other stuff. What's been a way that you've been like, you just being able to pull out like three things you're grateful for. Like you have to have built like a rapport with the guys that you're with and like have an ability to like connect with them in a way that they're not going to think like, Oh, that's corny or like, we're not doing this today. So like, what's some things you've done to kind of like set up an environment where the perception can be that way? You know, I think, um, they just, that's who I am. I mean, if they want to say that's corny, that's fine. Um, I tell everybody that uh, I should have told a coach just now. Um, he said, Naveen, you're a great guy. I was like, cool. no, something came up. And I said, it's my energy. It's, it's nothing to do with me. It's my energy. So I, I, people come to me or I surround with amazing people, you know? So they know who I am. They know what I'm all about. Um, so people, when they're around me, maybe they might let that guard down because it's, it's judgment free and it's all about them. You know, that's, it's nothing, it's not about me. It's all about them. What can we do to get the person in front of me better? Feeling mentally, physically, just have a just joyous life. So I think they know that they see that. Um, I know, uh, speaking about Nets, we had a player come in from Nets a few years ago and, and he told me, man, um, when I first, first met you, he told me the summer that I went to visit him and his mom, okay? Um, first, like, first, when he told me, man, I thought you, when I came to Washington, that you were a little different. Maybe you were like, ah, you know, like, it's like, he's like, then after that, I couldn't believe it. I asked some of the guys, like, is this guy for real? And they're like, yep, like, this is who he is every day, all day, who he is. Um, he's all about somebody else. So it was kind of cool to like hear that, like that this kid thought that something was wrong with me. I was like very different, you know? No, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And I, that's something I, I think that can be really hard for, I know for me, it's been less of an issue over the last few years, but like being self-conscious is really something that's hard to get over. Like when you're in a setting where you're there to serve, you know? Um, and, and I think that's one cool thing I think for me, like I've worked in a bunch of different places. And so like every, it feels like every year it's like restarting and like 100%. You know, re re kind of like assuring the new people you're around that like you're there for them. And, um, yeah. it's, it's cool, but it's also tricky and challenging if you, you're in a different role all the time. But, um, I love that. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I'll go to elaborate more to that. Yes. Like I probably have like, um, five, six, I don't know. I should count like five or so head coaches and so many people, right? We get like six to eight new players sometimes. Right now, we probably like John and Brad are the only people that been there last year or year before and two years ago, three years ago, and they're not even here in, in Orlando. So it's like ever changing. Yes. And, you know, to, to tell you something, um, as, as, as I get older, you realize that, um, you go, people are going to love you or people are going to hate you. You know, like if you look at religions, right? Buddha, Jesus, um, Allah, a billion people love them, billion people hate them, right? <laughs> That's the highest level. Um, maybe you love pairs and there's a million people hate pairs, right? So like no matter what, people are going to hate it. So let's be yourself, Right. Like if you have a face mask on, people are gonna love you or people are gonna hate you. At the same time, you're struggling to have a fake face mask. If you take it down, same people are gonna love you. 
<laughs> That's a great point. Right? Like, don't mess, be yourself, be happy, have fun. Like, it's so much easy. Yeah, that's that's actually an amazing way to put it. Like, no matter what, there are going to be people out there that just don't like you. So. No matter how you dress, your shoes, they're going to pick on something. Um, so I am curious, like, just to slightly veer off topic, but, like, just back to your background a little bit. I've, so I've heard from some people and then a little bit in your podcast, like, you have dabbled or, like, gone deep on – a ton of different like modalities and learning practices and stuff like that. What have been some like, I, I, it's hard to probably pinpoint one or two, but like, what are some like really influential ones for you that maybe have like shaped like what your overall global kind of view of performance and health is? Yeah. Um, yes. I double every day. I'm a junkie. <laughs> um, who I am is my being is what I do. Okay. That is, um, so I kind of have like four pillars. Jake, I call them a sleep. Okay, number one, nutrition, number two, mindfulness, number three, and correct movements, number four. So now those pillars got deeper dive into a life. Now, you know, all the NBA guys got aura ring and they're learning about it. I've been wearing for two years, so I know, I understand it. So I hack the sleep through, um, through, special like i wear like four different things i got stuff on my bed like pmf to emf to um stuff like i'll show you uh this is a new neurorhythm that i'm using so i'm constantly tracking hacking sleep then you know the next pillar will be um nutrition right quality of ingredients real ingredients one ingredient so um is this going to be on um is this going to be on uh, video going to be on your podcast or no? I can post it uh, on YouTube. So some of them I'll post if there's like visual stuff. Like I had Rajesh Patel from like Quinnipiac. I, like, I have a count to on the top of um, supplements that I'm trying, figuring out. So I do like a lot of labs, a lot of like uh, stool analysis people, um, gut dysfunction. So that's the, that's the nutrition component. The same thing with mind, right? Like right now we talked about it, like getting into subconscious reprogramming, being meditating. So that's my mindfulness, being present, you know, going back to basketball, teaching everybody like, hey, you're shooting 100 free throws in a row. Why are you missing it in front of the, front of the line during the game? It's nothing to do with technique, it's the mind. If you block out everything, if you pretend like if you're still in the dark room, you could shoot 200 in a row. So that's the mindful component, right? Um, then the last one is correct movements. Um, I was telling one of the players yesterday, um, he's like, my ex he's like, Naveen, your exercises are so hard, so basic. I don't understand that, that I never done these before. Like you've been with me for so long. And I'm like, yeah, because you are not the same person yesterday. You are tight or loose in a certain part. You're breathing in a certain part. Your HRV is different, right? So that means I got a, you're a thumbprint. You are very different from every single person in this team, in this universe. You're very unique. That's why you are, that's why you have your own unique exercise set. That's why I test you and figure out what you need for that day. You know, so that's the correct movement part. So those are my four pillars and I'm constantly dabbling on those try to biological ha hack internally and externally. 
So I feel like with sleep, a lot of times, and I don't have a ton of like deep knowledge about it at all, but like if I'm reading just like basic stuff or hearing some people like present or talk on a podcast, like I feel like I'm hearing like a lot of the same stuff a lot of times and it's not bad information at all, but I'm, I'm super curious. Is there anything like you found like with the stuff you're doing that's like outside of the realm that we usually focus on in terms of that? Um, great question. I think it's let your data kind of guide you. Okay. So, um, let's, let's kind of go back like seven, seven aura ring data that I looked at it yesterday. Okay. Um, a couple of guys had their, their, their heart rate dropped at 6am the lowest. So they were super high dropped it. So for that guy, their digestive system was working. So that means they didn't get that deep sleep, REM sleep. Right. Um, that means their body was working, not healing and repairing. So for that person, advice is let's let's move that window forward. Okay. Then you could try to figure out um breathing patterns, right? So that's that's this morning. Like, hey, um, we let's call him Tom. Like, Tom, um, it's a coach. Let's call him Tom. Say, like, Tom, your breathing is so high, you're breathing so much. What's going on? Oh my God. Yes. Then be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Remember I adjust your neck last year. You dealt with all this neck. You're not breathing properly. Then he's like, yes, I'm breathing through my mouth. I'm like, wow, let's troubleshoot that. We don't want to breathe it. Let's put the tape on. So Jack it's very individualized, but we need to figure out what's the problem. Then let's come up with a solution. You know, it just, yes, sometimes it could be the temperature uh, or if you all, if you dialed in everything, then it could be something like, Okay, maybe essential oil. Maybe let's try a couple of different supplements, right? Then we need the data to say, okay, I got 10 different sleep supplements from, from, from five different companies, right? Like um, I have four things right now, like, but that works. It's the thumbprint. Everybody got their own individual need. Um, my staff member versus the player versus the young kid um, who maybe last year who had a heart issue, you, you take care of them very different based on their own individual needs. So I always go back to that thumbprint. Like, hey, just because your teammate across the hall got a drink and you're getting a pill because it's different. They're like, oh my God, he got a bottle. How come you like him? not like, no, 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 no. This is his problem. <laughs> this is your problem. Let's try it out. <laughs> so I would imagine with this, then, that's hysterical. I would imagine with this then, um, I don't want, I don't want to like put you on the spot with this, but like, there's, there's some trial and error going on here. There's like some, you like probably a lot of like failure at some junctures with this, like, Oh, okay. We're not doing that again for this guy or, or whatnot. Absolutely. That's, that's not perfect diet for anybody. Right. Let, um, I was talking, um, a couple of days ago, that's not perfect diet for everybody. Again, going back to the thumbprint, very individual needs, very individual gut testing. So the, how we do it, uh, let's do the food sensitivity, okay? Eliminate foods. Then let's do like a YM gut test. Eliminate some food. Then let's see how you feel, right? After that, we got like five things that's like super food, you know? On those five things, the best thing is how do you feel when you get up in the morning? How is you going to sleep? How is your energy level? After that, we might have like four things. So I think it's just very individual, customized, like really dive into the science and the human being. How do you, how do you feel about caffeine? You were actually talking about that a bunch on your, your, your sleep podcast, uh, the first one you put out. And I, it got me thinking, cause I don't drink caffeine actually. Um, 
I'm not what you'd call like a morning person, but like if I have something to do, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be fine. Like, and it's not a question of like, Oh, I'm tough. I don't need caffeine. Like actually like don't do well with it. Like if I have, let's say I have a cup of like, I like coffee. So I have a cup of coffee on Monday. Um, and then I don't have one the next day. Like I will have a splitting headache all day. Like sometimes like migraine level, like I throw up, it hurts that badly. Um, it'll go away if I drink more caffeine, but then I just bury myself further down the hole. So I just avoid caffeine like all the way around. So I'm just curious, like what, again, I know it's going to be different for everybody, but like, have you had any experiences with with experiences similar to that with like people that are like over utilizing caffeine or under like whatever it is? hundred percent Jack. So knowing that uh, games at seven o'clock at night, uh, you know, like the, 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 like the lockout here, we played back to back to back, you know? Um, so like, seven o'clock at night guys want to get juiced up like they want something juice they might think they might not think it's a caffeine drink but all of a sudden if they go and outsource something you know they got plant-based caffeine but it turns into caffeine caffeine is caffeine right? like, <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter how how healthy it looks on the label yeah <laughs> so like now you're talking about sleep let's tie in everything now you're talking about sleep like they're up until two o'clock okay so Asking for that question, I'm kind of tying both of them. Maybe that person needs some LT in to bring them back down, right? Maybe that person, you like double the dose of like magnesium or something like that. So that person comes out of the game, not comes out of, comes into the locker room. That's a bottle, says sleep, drink it. That's going to downregulate you, bring you right back to um, rest and digest instead of fight or flight, okay? Um, Caffeine is an amazing drug. Um, I was talking to one of the coaches just now, like, I just finished my 24-hour fast right before I talked to you. Um, he was like, what can I do? I'm like, you know what? I just had a cup of coffee. Black coffee, straight, got my little, just to pick me up, something in my mouth, I'm good to go. You know? At the same time, there's a co-worker um, that I know, she, if she drinks it in the morning, done, done at night like can't go to sleep. So she doesn't even touch it. So I think we have a good understanding of who likes it and who doesn't because of trial and error, you know? Yeah. Have you done anything with like, you mentioned essential oils. Do you do anything with like scent protocols with that? I've heard a couple guys in hockey using that. Have you messed around with that at all? You know what? I, I, um, I like your, your word dabbled. Um, like last year I had a diffuser under my treatment table and like based on the day, I would have like um, essential oil coming. You know, we played. I might have like a deep blue for for soreness, or I feel like like coach yelled at them. I might have like a breathe, open <laughs> them up. You know, we just flew in from West Coast, maybe like a Frankenstein and another combination. Uh, if you have a late practice, maybe like a lavender. So yes, I do that. Also, last year. Um, I had a couple of guys that I would set them up as soon as we go into a hotel, they have their lavender and the essential oil and the, uh, uh, thing in, in their room. So it's already set up by the hotel for me. That's fantastic. Okay. So a lot of this is making me think about the brain, obviously, and like perception of environment. Now it's kind of a general term, like neurotyping, but how much like neuro profiling, I guess it's probably just done through this trial error, asking guys questions, finding what they like, but like understanding like what mind frame or mindset a guy wants to be in pregame, what he wants to be in postgame, how much you can move it away from what he wants. If maybe it's not like the best choice for him, like 
I know that's kind of a really broad question, but like how much of that neurotyping are you doing with these guys? It's all neural. Everything that they're doing is neural. You know, I know you're a big PRI person. Um, it's all neural. It's all brain. They're going back to between other years, you know, from the injury to what they eat to, to caffeine to everything is between the year. I could sometimes give them 600 milligrams and say, okay, this is 600 milligrams, you're gonna be lit up. I could give them a placebo bill and say, hey, this is 600 milligrams, you're gonna be lit up, you're gonna be up 20 rebounds, 20 points. I think we might have the same data, you know? So it's everything in between. I think that's why, like, yes, um, we are not psychologists, but we are in the ground every day, touching these guys, spending so much time with them, right? So close. We know their wife, we know their mother, like we, we are embedded and we have so much that we could really get into that subconscious programming, subconscious, help them, help them, them out without them even knowing, you know? Um, I want to share stuff like, I always say, hey, remember last time we played Charlotte? You had this amazing dunk and you had 15 rebounds. Like, remember? So like I put that while I'm taping, while I'm cracking their neck, like super simple. How simple is that? Yeah. You know, I gave them a happy thought. And at the same time, I just gave them a memory of them feeling good. Now they're good to go. Like, like just to, just to hear that, you know? So as strength coaches, as healthcare providers, as people that meant to help a lot of young kids, anybody, you know, I think we could, we got to use this easy technique. I think it's just as important as essential oil, the caffeine or the correct movements. Like you could do so much to the brain. Now I'm curious, like this is, this is interesting. Cause a lot of this is like feeling good and feeling like oh, we're associating like a lot of positive emotions with this. Have you bumped into any like elite athletes that uh, prefer what most of us might consider to be like negative emotions to get into a position where they're performing well? I have not because I feel like they're getting enough negative emotion from the coach yelling at them. <laughs> That's you know, a good point. Getting eight shots in a row, um, the knee hurting, um, people outside asking so many favors, some autographs. They got they cannot even walk down the street. Somebody's asking for autograph. Um, so they're getting so much, you know, like people like grabbing onto them like. So I think, I think they're having enough of that, you know, social media, everything. Like if you read something, it's, it's most of the time negative. You know, our head coach the other day even said that, like, like people want to talk bad about you. Let's make it a good group of happy thoughts, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I was just, I was just a little curious about that. Cause I, you know, I don't know. Did you watch the Jordan documentary? I did. I did. So it's interesting to me, like, he never struck me as like being super happy throughout all that, you know, but like he was still an incredible player. And, and again, we're only seeing what they're showing us on the film, exactly. but, exactly. but like I watched him like, man, he just never seems like super happy. You know, <laughs> so. you know I think, I think, um, I think when you're in the, when, when you're in the ring, like everything that we saw for those 10 hours, you're in the ring, right? Yeah. Somebody's coming at you, like you got your arms up, you're ready to fight. You know, I, that time you got to be like, all right, I'm about to go out this guy's neck. You know, it's when you off that ring, right? That the 23 hours, I call this most important 23 hours. Can we, 
Can we get to the other side? Can we turn off that, right? Can we turn off the monkey mind? Can we turn off that fight or flight and rest and digest? That's where the magic happens. And a lot of us can't get in there. We went to that first pillar. They can't get sleep because they're still fighting. They're still having a basketball game at 4 a.m., you know? And that's, when, that's why they're getting hurt. The quality of not sleep is not there, you know, kind of tying everything. No, I love that. I think that that's actually a really great, great way to think about it. And um, kind of leads into like one of the other questions that I've been thinking about a lot. Like I think for basketball, especially the performance element is so emphasized from childhood on up, like in terms of like what goes on now with AAU skills development, technical, tactical development, like you just see it, it's just more and more and more and more and more all the time, um, which probably drives into what we're talking about, where the recovery piece is just not very good um, in a lot of cases. So when you get these guys, though, I mean, obviously, they're elite performers if they make it to the NBA. They're amongst the best athletes in the world. Um, I think the, the age-old adage that, you know, a lot of strength coaches would say would be like, well, they're great on the court, but they're super undeveloped and underdeveloped in the weight room. But the reality is, is that there's so much volume, I think, going on from what I've seen at the pro and elite college level that there is no time to kind of maybe circle back and hit some of that development in a way that strength coaches want to do it, which is imposing more, a lot more stress. So my question would be then, uh, do you see what on that health perf- or health performance continuum, which way are you kind of leaning with these guys when they make it to this level, even if they're not the most like developed physically? Um, I think that's a, a wonderful question. Mine is how can I keep them in the, this is my quotes from this morning. How can I keep you in the league for 20 years? So you could be a $500 million in your bank right? It's all about keeping him on the court. Like, he's going to be a great basketball player, with or without it, right? It's all about, can we keep you healthy on the court? You know? Uh, so my mindset is, what can we do? What can the, the movement impairments that we could take it off? What can we improve the quality of movement um, before even loading it? You know, you probably saw last year with the Nets, Quality of movement is, is not good. We're trying to train to run a 26-mile mar- race, but they can't even run one mile. So if they do run 5K, 10K, half marathon, it's compensated. So that means they might not be able to run the 50-mile, I mean, they might not be able to run 50 marathons or 100 marathons. You know, I'm trying to get these guys to play in the league as long as I can. And the way that I know that I'm doing something right is, you know, the, the guys that left us still call and said hey my 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 ankle is hurting my knee is hurting what should i do you know or my wife or my mom what can i do so that's where i know like you know what whatever i'm doing is is perfect because they've been out out of washington visits for last eight years and they're still calling and want to know like okay is this what i'm supposed to do what do you think and blah blah so when it comes to loading them, I know it's a technically yeah. a strength and conditioning podcast. I'm, I'm not very interested in the weight room, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. As I say this as a straight coach, this is hilarious. But um, uh, when it comes to what you're doing in the weight room, then like how much stress can you really give these guys from a loading perspective in a lot of cases? So to answer that question, I'm going to start with myself. Junkie when it comes to loading. Junkie crossfitter. Okay, last year I went to seven countries, crossfitted there seven times, seven, I just can't, 
I crossfitted in seven different countries and every single NBA team, every single NBA city. Okay. So every time I travel, I crossfit, I crossfit in Washington, DC. I'm a junkie. So when it comes to lifting, snatching, overhead squatting, cleans, deadlifting, junkie. So that's where I'm coming from. Uh, it might not look, but I, I was a college triple jumper, right? So oh, really, oh, that's sick. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Like power out there, all about power. Yeah. Out um, so I love lifting. I love, love, love lifting. I love Olympic lifting. But when it comes to the athlete, what's the biggest bang for the buck? Can they do those movements? Can they do the basic fundamental movements? If they can't do it, they're compensating. Like, I'm not going to get anything out of it. If they can't get into the ankle, the hip, the big toe, they're doing something wrong. I mean, they're going to hurt something, right? It might be a, a pull-up. So this is a great thing. Like, I see a lot of people doing a pull-up, but they don't have any right to do a pull-up because they are using the back, they're compensated, they're extended, use bad positioning. All of a sudden, three days later, their back goes out, and you're like, wow, what happened? We were just doing some random stuff in the weight room. Well, yes, the way that you did it in the weight room, throw the pelvis out, even though it's a pull-up, pelvis is torqued, right? You put really wrong load on your posterior chain and you set him up for failure, right? You kind of open up the can halfway and he just went to pick up the ball and all of a sudden back's gone. So to answer your question, it's, it's the life system, red, green, yellow, you know? Um, if, they, if they got total capacity, capable movement, let's keep loading it up. If they don't have it, let's get the basic fundamental movement. So I feel like we are always working on the basic fundamental movement. So as soon as you're trying to load somebody without having the proper movement, which where I seen, you know, um, when, I, when I visit, when I go to other gyms to work out or hotel gyms to work out um, or big, you know, big hotels have big, big name gyms associated with it. So I, we get to see it, right? They get to see it. They, can't touch the toe, they can't squat down, but they're trying to do all these heavy lifts. They're lifting, they're moving the beat, but the wrong person is moving at the wrong time. Wrong muscle group is working on the wrong time. Then they're like, oh, they got their knee strap, they got their butt build, they got their elbow tendonitis strap, right? They got kinesio tape, like, let's get the basic moment. When we get the basic moment, it's so easy to load, you know? Yeah. And I don't know how much, in my 17 years of NBA, I don't know what and how much we loaded that helped the athlete to get a better contract or to play better. It's about what I did in the bedroom prevented the injury. You know, it was a six year friend that I was only in the bedroom, but I had a table in the bedroom. So I would evaluate them on the table and I know exactly how they move, the thumbprint, and I loaded basically based on that. And like, all the tendonitis issues went away, uh, right? They were better movers. So to you answer your question, the, the, the circle that I work with, the, the arena that I work with, it's about quality of movement, then gradually loading. Maybe loading during the summertime, but we could, it should be more about injury prevention so they could do their job on the court. I love that. And, and I would imagine, given your PRI background, you're you're taking a close look at that proximal stability piece, like establishing that rib cage to pelvic stack, something that you don't really see in these guys a lot of times, I would imagine, like in the little, little exposure that I've had. Um, so, I mean, like, is it as simple as that in some cases? Like, 
okay, we can, we can load this thing, you know, maybe uh, anteriorly if you're like a posteriorly compressed person, right? So that we can find a way to get expansion in your posterior side. Uh, that anterior loading might help us establish a better stack there. Something like, is that kind of a long, like I'm very, I'm generalizing this big time, but is that kind of like, am I, am I sniffing down the right rabbit hole there? I think so. I think, I think the rabbit hole might be the, the extent of their playing basketball. You know, both hands out, both ER, they're on the court all the time. They just can't get down. Like I'm in the meal room looking at these guys' heels. They can't get grounded because they're, they're so tall. The chair's on the wrong side. So they're sitting on a chair, ER, on their back, plantar flex. Um, and now we're like, why is this guy's cat, both cats all, always on? Why is this guy's, you know, they don't have a butt. They got two pair of spinals that look like a butt, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, because they don't know, like going back to it, they don't know how to turn it off. They don't know how to get stacked, you know? So for this person doing calf raises might be the wrong thing. That the calf or the Achilles tendon is firing because they're always on those plantar flexors. They're always on the calf. That's why they're so sore. That's why, you know, some of the athletes like do 10 single leg calf raises or 20, they get lit up. You're like, why? It's not a strength issue. It's over you issue. They're always on their plantar flex. They're walking with sandals on their plantar flex. They're sitting in the mirror room plantar flex. Short, tight, you know? So that's why when, when you try to do some isolated all the way down and up, up and down calf raises, they get tight. So that's kind of like, you know, you, 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 what you just said is right. It's, it's, it's their wrong positioned athletes. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like a question of like, let's find your heels. Like, let's establish a little bit of sagittal plane competency there, right? Exactly. It's less found, ground, let's ground you. Um, we had a kid uh, about 10 years ago. Believe it or not, all I did for him to help him was uh, anterior hip, hip pinchment, okay? All I did when he came to the bedroom, like I did all this stuff like, yeah, you're lifting weight. But my money one was I put some ankle weights around his hip, got him grounded. Really? Right? That's it. <laughs> Money, easy. Everything else, like, oh, coach, he's doing, he's doing this, blah, blah. Like, that's none of that is helping. <laughs> finding the ground, finding the heels, getting grounded, his anterior hip pain was gone. Well, and, and to me, right there, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, okay, we've solved an issue that, that probably provides more longevity and prevents injury. And then we've also, eliminated like all this extra stress we're going to put on the body by like developing an athlete like in the weight room right yeah yeah, yeah. because um anytime you know anytime people are like oh they need more strength they need to do this like okay they can access the strength right it's, it's they have all the strength that they need they exploded already they're already punched out they cannot unload to load it you know, they're mm -hmm. already gone. So let's bring him back. Let's get to the ball and socket. Then they could explode. Then they're just going to generate even more. It's super simple. Like, we're trying to complicate it because we are looking through a different lens, you know. Um, but if you're trying to look through, like, multiple lenses, you, it's so easy to see. Super easy to see. Yeah, I, I really like that a ton. And I think um, just I, I've been doing a force plate course recently. And then at P3, they have some as well. And um, Matt Jordan in Calgary talks a lot about like um, 
like having an athlete find a solution space. And it seems to me like what you're doing here is like, you're just providing variability within the system and that's expanding their movement options for when they're on the court or for, you know, or, or just gives them more longevity to do the same damn thing on the court over and over again. Cause that's kind of like, if that's what you've done for 20 years, like how much of that are you really going to change? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I like, I like this a lot. No, this is awesome. Naveen. Thank you so much. And, um, there was one more. Th- oh, this is what I wanted. To, the other thing I wanted to ch- ask you about was just the overall concept of breathing. Um, and just some of the, just kind of your overarching philosophy and why I was actually talking to my mom about this yesterday. Cause she's got some issues and I'm like, look, your breathing is just probably not good. Like I haven't seen you in a while, but I'm, I'm assuming it's probably not great from what you're telling me. Um, and just for our listeners, some of them who are going to be younger strength coaches, drawing like we talked about neuro and i think if you tie the breathing into that and how that can affect um the lack or or the presence of variability within the system um i i think i lost you for a second Uh, i'm still still here so there you go um i think breathing is everything you know just let's let's start with the basic first thing that we came to this world we were breathing last thing that we're gonna do we're gonna breathe um, we breathe what 20,000 ish times a day. Um, one thing that we do most of the time and we get dysfunctional because, uh, maybe we drove and hit the brake <gasps> or we went for a dunk, got hit. Right. Or we were doing a, a CrossFit workout and, um, on the bike and we were panting and we never reset it. Okay. So people don't know how to reset. It's, it's, it's the fuse. We never go went down to the basement and reset it. So now we are walking around a dysfunctional breathing pattern and that's just maybe shows up on the R or ring. You know, your breathing rate is so high or you can't bring your heart rate down or your shoulders now moving or your neck can move. Um, like uh, to bring a, uh, bring a story, we had a guy, we got him in, um, he was on playing that he had a surgery, so he was on playing. And then um, I was kind of working the total body, and we were doing some just just PRI basic manual techniques. And then he was like, he just started moving. He's like, oh my god, I couldn't move this shoulder. Like, what did you just do? People been trying this to move this for like years. I went to physical therapy, acupuncture, chiropractic, dry needling. And they couldn't move it. Like you fixed it. Like he knew it instantly. And all I did was manual technique to get the breathing pattern right. You know, I didn't know. Like I didn't even know. He didn't tell me he had a shoulder problem. So I was just kind of testing and getting some air and getting moving. Um, so yes, that's nothing like breathing. And we we breathe wrong. We are such a mouth breather. I had a conversation this morning about maybe you know like taping your mouth. You know, this kid is not breathing. But like, hey, I showed him. Like I put a piece of tape in my mouth. Like. We gotta get you to breathe, you know, into the nose, always, always, always when you when you are breathing. So breathing is huge. Just breathing is everything. Working out on the court, off the court, weight room, and when you're going for a walk. Do you um do you think you've in preaching the nasal breathing stuff? Because I, I I've had a lot of value. Like I've actually done some mouth taping stuff like overnight and stuff like that, and I feel way better when I wake up. Um uh do, do you think guys you've worked with have like adopted that throughout like their entire day or is that like too much to ask for something that's just not going to happen and you, you just use it like you said as a reset point um 
I ask them all the time. Um, I think for your listeners, uh, like an amazing book, I think that just came out recently, James Nestor, N-E-S-T-O-R, The Breathe book is incredible. I think uh, the, the new science of the new science or the last art of breathing, something like that. Incredible. Okay. He just kind of like dive deep into it. It's, it's just amazing. Um, I think just like how they're getting tight, they, that breathing pattern get disordered. So that's one of the unique things with our athletes. Like you see them and you touch them every day, you could reset it really quick. So that's why I love seeing our guys before and after practice. And like, you know, six or seven guys kind of like see the value and they're like, all right, let's do the breathing pattern. Let's do like one-sided exercises. Let's do, you know, make sure that I'm, I'm good in both. Like they get it, you know? Um, so it's almost a constant reminder, but anytime in the weight room, I'm every, like we are on it. Personally, I'm professional, like I'm on it and they're on it like, okay, tongue on the roof of the mouth, in through the nose, push it down, let's get you in a proper position. Also, I take a lot of pictures and I show them. I think that just shows a lot. Proper breathing, this is how you look. You're not breathing well, this is how you look. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I've actually really, uh, you cannot discount. So I do a lot of sprint work with a lot of like younger athletes I work with. You cannot, yeah. yeah, you cannot discount. Uh, film for that stuff like for the little kpis you're looking for like it really helps it click for them like you see that and you see that you see the differences yep okay boom now we're good like and it really helps illustrate that so that's perfect but um oh last thing i was actually super curious what is going on with this hypnosis before a dental procedure like i was like whoa like (laughs) that blew me away oh that's uh that's like my uh subconscious reprogramming you know that's getting into subconscious level um, I went to the dentist, one of my tooth broke and they had to, uh, it was like the, in Sri Lanka, they put a, a screw and it broke. Um, so they had to go there and unpressure. So you saw it on the film, they were like cranking it up. So before the doc did it, I was like, doc, um, you know, on, on COVID, like I really got into like hypnotizing myself, getting under subconscious reprogramming. Can I try it without injection? And plus I'm like now to a point that antitoxins like what you put on your skin you know all that right trying to stay clean as much as you can um so he's like sure if you if you need me raise your left arm we inject it like he knows because i'm usually like doc can i get two shots extra strength if you're gonna do something like i don't want to feel it i want to be numb and he was like amazed this was our team doctor and he was just like wow like so we literally had had a 30 minute conversation about it um like what that it was and you know to talk about that like if you're looking at like anesthesia it's pretty kind of like 1940s to like 1960s it's pretty brand new but if you see some of the studies that they have done in like india like brain surgeries they have opened the skull um and done some of that under hypnotic therapy and actually there's a whole little thing about dentistry under hypnotic therapy so some that i did is nothing new you know people have been de- doing it for yeah. like hundreds of years so uh, just to, I'm super curious, but it's like, how do you, so you got to be like pretty advanced, like in terms of like what you're doing subconsciously to like get yourself to that point. Like, it's not something I could go to tomorrow and be like, oh, I'm just going to like make this happen for myself. Right. Oh, for tomorrow, you could have somebody else put you under. Okay. Okay. So I have been, I would say for like a year, I've been like practicing, but this COVID like really made me practice my meditation like every morning, like 
no phone, nothing, like darling, you know, kind of trying to get to the next level to see myself. So that was kind of helped me. Uh, but but for any listeners, like if they want it, like so many great hypnotic therapy, they could put you under and kind of help you and get you to understanding that feeling. Okay. So, you know, then you know, like, okay, I'm under, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Then you kind of, they'll teach you how to do that to yourself. Wow. That's incredible, man. That's pretty cool. Um, so many great programs. Actually, uh, that's a, um, that's a, uh, Sorry, that's a great thing. No, that's that okay. I'm trying now, like trying out. It's called a brain, uh, brain tap. It's again the same thing, like a like a hypnotic thing. That instead of having a hypnotic person, um, you get to train. So this is like my practice thing that I'm working on. You know, like if you look at my room right now, it's like 15 different gadgets. <laughs> then I got like 15 different supplements. So it's like biohacking to the next level dude that's incredible that's incredible your life is your life is a is a is a charmed life that's pretty awesome yes. yeah <laughs> incredible it's unreal i'm like pinch me wake me up <laughs> that's incredible man well naveen i hate to do it but i actually gotta go because i gotta i have another another podcast i i double booked i never double booked usually so i can just keep it going but i gotta we got to wrap this one up anything you want to I, I think you just released well you just released your podcast and then you just released um, a website or has that always been around? Uh, no, all this is uh, COVID time. COVID okay. time, so many opportunities. I started my Facebook. I never had a Facebook. Somebody <laughs> asked me, um, they're like, hey, you have any old pictures? I'm like, no, for 17 years in the NBA, I don't have any pictures. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Believe that? Like, incredible. So it's actually one of our interns. Um, he's like, make sure you take pictures. I'm like, thank you. Because for 17 years, I knew, because he was like, he want to see what's happening here. Yeah. I'm like, 17 years I like don't have pictures it's kind of sad like I want pictures with like Gilbert Antoine Karan like dude you saw you saw some years man I forgot about Gilbert yeah (laughs) I want those pictures like I don't have any it's kind of very sad well then you you did post the picture you and LeVar uh with the skins that was dude I was like 11 that I was like whoa like that was just such a blast from the past so from the Redskins, I got two pictures, and um, that's my like current wife. She came one day. We had like a family meeting, and uh, Lavar sat with us on the table, and somebody took it, and we just found it. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's awesome. Crazy. Um, so I have two pictures from Redskins. That's it. With two players, Daryl Green and Lavar. I worked there for two and a half seasons. Oh my gosh, Daryl was my Daryl was my uh, my hero growing up. <laughs> yeah, right. Amazing. Yeah. But okay, yeah, you gotta gotta you gotta promote your stuff though. The Facebook is not enough. What about the other stuff? <laughs> I got my Facebook now, I got my Instagram now, and I had a Twitter for a while, so I kind of put stuff on the Twitter for like a few years now. Okay, okay. What's the what's the name of the? As long as you're comfortable giving that, what's the name of the website and the podcast? Uh, website is NaveenHealth.com. Okay. And a um, podcast is uh, Nine to Thrive with Naveen, and my IG is N-A-V-I-N dot H-E-T. Um, health energy and transformational um then twitter is Nave- at naveen underscore h beautiful beautiful naveen thank you so much for the time man. i truly appreciate it um honestly like just the joy you radiate and then just the knowledge and understanding you have of like what's going on inside of each human being that you're working with is really cool to see and something that i hope i can get like a little sliver of at some point so <laughs> thank you keep at it thank you so much appreciate you 